Welcome to the Politburo Podcast, where we discuss the politics, policies, and international relations of China. This is episode number two. I am your podcast host, Dr. Dylan Lowe, and I'm an assistant professor at NTU in Singapore. This podcast aims to deliver concise, digestible analysis on various important aspects of China within 5 to 10 minutes. The format is really simple. We dive straight into a hot topic concerning an aspect of Chinese state and society in each episode. And the topic for discussion today focuses on US-China relations and specifically what the new Biden administration portend for the future of Sino-American ties. A quick disclaimer, the content and perspectives on this podcast are mine and mine alone and do not represent the views of nor they they endorsed by my employers, my parents or anyone else for that matter. So, Joe Biden was finally inaugurated as president on January 20th after a somewhat tumultuous and at times violent end of the Trump government. The problems of great power rivalry between the United States and China was most noticeably incited by the series of trade wars that Trump initiated, and these are fairly well known, so I will not recount them here. Suffice to say, the fallout and the deterioration in the world's most important relationship went beyond simply trade encompassing competition and rivalry in various domains like artificial intelligence, the world of espionage, student visas, the status of Hong Kong and Taiwan, vaccines, and so forth. So by most counts, on various areas, things do not look good at the moment. And and there seems to be a sense of resignation that even with Biden, things are not going to change dramatically. Substantively, I personally do not think much will change. Indeed, in Avril Haines' confirmation hearing for the position of Director of National Intelligence, she was asked about China, and she opined that our approach to China has to evolve and essentially meet the reality of the particularly assertive and aggressive China that we see today. She went on and further said that, I do support an aggressive stance, in a sense, to deal with the challenge we are facing. It also needs to be pointed out that Antony Blinken, Biden's nominee for Secretary of State, said during his confirmation hearing that he agreed with the previous administration's assessment that China committed genocide against the minority Uyghur Muslims. The former chair of the US Federal Reserve and Treasury Secretary nominee said that the Treasury was prepared to use the full array of tools to address China's economic coercion admit claims of intellectual property theft and trade strikes. Indeed, many of Biden's foreign policy picks have extensive experience of dealing with China and nobody really expects them to be soft on Beijing. To give another example, Kurt Campbell, another Obama administration veteran, was named 
to be Biden's senior coordinator for Indo-Pacific policy at the National Security Council, showing the emphasis and the attention that Joe Biden is paying to this region. Officials from the former administration have tried their level best to tie Biden's hand vis-a-vis the Taiwanese issue. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo lifted restrictions on contacts between US officials and their Taiwanese counterparts, a move welcomed by Taiwan, but labelled by some observers as a publicity stunt that will anger China and may be a straight jacket to the current administration. Naturally, China took huge offence and umbrage and sanctioned Mike Pompeo, mirroring a favoured tactic of the West. Nevertheless, it would not have escaped observers that President Biden's inauguration ceremony was the island de facto ambassador in Washington, Xiao Meiqin, who attended Biden's swearing-in. Thereafter, Emily Horn, spokeswoman for the White House National Security Council, said that the US commitment to Taiwan was rock-solid. Having said all of the above, Nevertheless, I think that Biden will bring a change in style and a genuine belief in cooperation. In a virtual ceremony administering the oath of office to nearly 1,000 appointees, Biden recounted this example, personal encounter with Xi Jinping. He said that Xi had asked him, How do you define America? Can you define America? And Biden replied that, yes. Biden said, I said that I can do it in one word, possibilities. We believe anything's possible if we set our minds to it. I do not think that this example and encounter with Xi Jinping was coincidental. I think this reveals as I've mentioned, a genuine belief in the possibility of cooperation. Sure, some people may dismiss this as nothing more than a change in style and thus politically inconsequential or diplomatically inconsequential. But personally, I think such a view is wrong. Diplomatic styles, personal styles, manners in international politics matters a lot. It makes possible what can be eventually extremely substantive and consequential cooperation. It paves the way for dialogue and leaves open the possibilities for an improvement in ties. Beyond the change in style that Biden administration can bring to bear, I think a concerted effort to fill the ranks of the diplomatic corps and important foreign policy positions with experienced expert hands is a plus. One that does not make foreign policy decisions on the fly and is not necessarily contingent on the whims and fancies of one person, I think that will only bode well for the region and possibly for Sino-American relations. To conclude, I would say that I am cautiously optimistic that things will not worsen even as I think that substantively we are not going to see a lot of difference. From the regional perspective, I think we are breathing a collective sigh of relief. 
as opposed to unpredictability, I think the region will look forward to greater stability and less mercurial foreign policy positions in the region. Thanks for listening. Once again, I am your host, Dylan, and I hope to see you again.